Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Melbourne four-piece Kingswood released the album Home earlier this year and have now followed it with the tale of GC Towns. In and around these releases, they have played over 100 shows across Australia and they are heading to the Tamworth Country Music Festival in January. Fergus Lineker is here to talk about all of that and maybe some other things. Hello, Fergus. Hello, Sophie. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And uh, love this album. It's a little bit addictive, actually. It's kind of, it's one of those albums I've had on repeat and I get to the end and think, oh, yes, I do want to listen to that again. I like that. Yeah, I think it's one of those ones that you can kind of have in the background, you know. Can but the lyrics do demand close listening. I think in that they re- they reward close listening. Okay, that's great. It's a very good compliment. Oh, I'm pleased I said it then. But I, <laughs> I, I want to start by acknowledging the fact that it was made at the same time as Home, which you released earlier this year. So yeah. were you in parallel universes while you were recording? Um, no. And even when we were figuring out what albums to put on, the album that became Home. There were versions that had half and half. Okay. And then some people were like, it's too different. You're crazy. It's going from like a rock and roll song to like a, you know, very bluegrassy thing. And it's it's going to be too weird. So we kind of then turned it into the the rock album and the, and the bluegrass album. So um, at that time it was, it was, it was amazing because, you know, the whole world had sort of stopped and we weren't sure what was going to happen. And, we um we had no thought about the success of the album or who was going to play it or mm-hmm. you know like that which we try not to anyway but you can't help it sometimes because you have to be clever a little bit and have a purpose and not, you know um but with this album we literally just were hanging out on a ranch living there playing music some days we'd wake up and do a couple of hours and then stop and sometimes we'd do all day um it was a really different you know, experience uh, than usually, you know, you go in a studio for 12 hours or 10 hours and, you know, you got to make the most of the time. It was really relaxed. You know, I'd go, hey, I've got this little idea and we'd go sit in the caravan and muck around with it and then, all right, let's go to the studio. So it was really, really cool way to record. And, um, yeah, we just sort of made the, mu- the music that came to us. We were listening to a lot of, you know, Neil Young and right. um, and Dolly and... Um, <laughs> You know, like like rock and roll didn't really make sense to us in in COVID. You know, it was like it was all the sort of earthy sounds and earthy music that made sense. I think that just um, traversed into our psyche, and that's the kind of music we made. Well, what you've just revealed about the fact that it could have gone either way with the songs on the albums is, has has actually disrupted my entire plan questioning because I was so convinced the tale of GC Towns actually was not necess- not necessarily a concept album, but those songs really sound like they belong together. No, it it, it is. Um, to be fair, a lot of those songs, I mean, so because we weren't out in the world living and being inspired by day-to-day life and all these things that, you know, give you, give you ideas and inspiration, um, it was actually Al who said, I'm struggling to sort of, right so i've I've created this character called dc towns 
And so uh, we're still using the themes and things that are in our lives like we normally would, but um, through this through this character and it was all written about him and his stories. Um, and so Home, you could argue, is also about GC Towns. Ooh, okay. And we thought that's a silly album title and no one will understand what's going on. So we called it Home and then... We had no intention of releasing the, the rest of the songs. Um, not that we intended not to release them, um, but we sort of started off on this new project and this new direction. And we we're like, what are we going to do with all those songs we recorded? And then we thought, let's put them out and we'll call it Tale of GC Towns because that's what it is. So, yeah, kind of all those songs were written with this methodology, um, or most of them, about the, the life of this, of this character we created. Well, and also like another revelation that's just made me thinking differently is the fact that home is also about GC Town. So now I'm thinking it's like you've created some like metaverse for this. Yeah, we did, no, yeah, you're absolutely right. And we'd we'd you know think about a story that was sort of a personal thing, or it could be something going on with family, and we'd be like, well, how what how do we change the language to make it sense for GC? And what would he do? And I actually struggled with that a bit because. I'm trying to think of a specific lyric, but Al and I would argue because I'd be like, I'd write a song and then we'd put it into GC Towns world. And I'd be like, yeah, but I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't say that. And he'd be right. like, yeah, but it's GC Towns. I'm like, yeah, but now it's not my voice anymore. And then we kind of had to figure out what the voice was and what the, what the stories were. Um, and so we had some great, we, we always have disagreements, but it's great disagreements. We, we fight well and we, it's all, it's all creative. We don't get, upset at the um if it's too easy then you know you're not, not doing something right perhaps but um yeah um we uh yeah we, we we wrote it sort of through the through the the life of this character and it was kind of like a um a, a time period as well that wasn't specific but it certainly wasn't modern mm -hmm. which which helped us with sort of you know, creating a world. So yeah, when you when you listen to the album, knowing that like you have, um, uh, you know, things will sort of make sense a little bit more, and you'll be like, oh, that's why they said purse instead of handbag <laughs> or something. <laughs> so it was obviously it was obviously like creating a novel. Or it was creative writing to a certain extent. Did you have trouble letting go of GC Towns when you once you'd finished the recording? I guess because that was the end point of creating the world. Another excellent question. Um, no, I haven't. Um, uh, I'll have to ask Al, but I think we gave him his life and we had like, we, we were, you know, cause it was COVID times. We were thinking about doing a short film or a film right. of visuals that went with the record to, um, and, and getting a, a friend of ours to play the character. Um, it didn't come about, but, um, yeah, it was like this, it was kind of like writing a score for a film that didn't exist. So right. when you thought with that in mind as well, it might, you know, you'd be like, oh, that's why they've done this crazy left turn and made a, a bluegrass folk country record. Um, but you made it so beautifully. That's part of why it's so addictive. Like, oh, it's musically, this is really, really satisfying. So there are, there are the two different levels of listening to it, just appreciating the music, but, but also the metaverse within. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Oh, it's, it's very authentic. Like we weren't like, you know, you, you hear things like, you know, I ride upon my horse and people who know us or don't know us might be like, what are they talking about? But we were riding horses. So 
Okay. You know, we'd wake up every day and we'd ride horses. So, like, we were, um, yeah, it was it was a, a pretty authentic um, experience, and all the stories are, are very real, and all the things that we were going through, just worded, um, you know, worded in a certain way. Yeah. Uh, has it made you think differently about your songwriting in general? As in, you might now think, oh, okay, maybe I'll make up some, I'll make some stories rather than writing about. Experience. Yeah, I think one of the cool things about it was that you could be, it because you were writing for this other person. I, I could write about things that I might not normally write about mm-hmm. because it wasn't sort of super personal. Right. Well, it was, but it was hidden. Yeah, um, and so now. I think it's actually maybe encouraged me to, and even earlier when I'd write like a personal song that was very real, I'd kind of hide it a little bit in the language. I wouldn't, I'm not like a, um, uh, uh, Courtney Barnett or, um, where you're telling, like, you're just, this is my life and these are my stories because that it happened yesterday with my boyfriend and he said this, that kind of thing. Yeah. I've always sort of hidden it and wrapped it in, in, in different, um, language because I, I don't know because I'm not I'm, I'm vulnerable and I don't want to put my life out there kind of thing um so then it was easy to like really go for it and write about things that I didn't think I would write about through GC Towns and now I think I'm doing both which is good so I'm writing about things that I'm not really caring about being scared of who he is at all what people will think or anything like that so if anything I think it's probably helped get into um, uh, a psyche of writing about things that I was probably too scared to write about, or it was too emotional, or mm. I'm like, no, nah, just just do it. So yeah, right. yeah. I think it's also okay to be scared to not put things out there because you don't owe the audience complete honesty, right? Because because it's that's part of the art of songwriting is, is and part of the contract with the audience is you're telling a story, so the audience understands they may not be getting everything. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, but then you know, you know, I think about like Nick Cave, who's puts everything out there and in films and everything he does, and I think it's so inspiring because he thinks like he's kind of like giving his life to art. Mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas you know, something might happen to me, a, a sadness or a grief or something, and uh, you know, I don't feel like sharing that because you know that's not me. But um, he'll just like film me grieving because it's art. And I think that's really inspiring. So it's like, um, yeah, like I'll write, you know, a song. Al and I, like, obviously we're brothers. We, we're extremely close, but we don't talk about everything. And, like, something might be going on in my life and I'll write this song and, he, and he'll know what it's about. And he'll be like, oh, that's going on, is it? But we won't even talk about it. He'll just know. So it's like we're communicating through through songs sometimes. Yeah. But that's lovely. In its own yeah. way, you know what I mean? You don't need to talk about it because you're giving each other songs. Yeah, we're always there. If someone needs to talk, we're always there. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering if there were any songs left on the recording studio floor that did not make it onto either album. Uh, yes, but they probably didn't get finished. Right. So there were, there were certainly songs, especially with it being such a... Um, uh, a con, not a concept, but like a change in direction. It was sort of more country feel, or you know, Creedence Clearwatery, and and then of course with GC Towns, like very bluegrass and country. So any songs that <clears throat> were I was working on or I was working on before that, um, 
and before we went down this path, we'd we'd sort of play them and be like, you can try and make a song fit on that record, but then also sometimes it just doesn't, or you don't want to augment it so much that it loses its special thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you go, hey, that song's awesome, it's great, but if we try and make it fit on this record, it won't have its magic anymore. So, mm-hmm. so there were songs that didn't make it for that reason, mm-hmm. and maybe a couple that we that I played and went, hey, what about this? And then it was like, no, that's crap, which happens, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but every song you write is going to be great. So, yeah, so a couple, but nothing. There might be a couple that didn't make it that will come out on the next record that have, will find a new life. So that happens sometimes. Now, I, this is not the first time that the band has has made two albums at once because in 2020 you released the albums Juveniles and Reveries. So this is now a, a pattern or is it just a case of you having so much output that you need to find a way to handle it and two albums recorded at once is the way to go? Well, yeah, well, yes. Um, Reveries was, was, it was kind of like straight after, not like at the same time. And the songs are the same. Right. Ordered like, yeah. So um, I think that, again, that was a, that was a COVID thing where we couldn't tour. So we just recorded lots. And also think about that was Juveniles was a big rock and roll record meant for big rooms full of lots of people. And, you know, two shows into the tour, uh, COVID hit and it was March 13 or whatever and the album just came out um, and we just kind of felt like I was saying before the album didn't make sense anymore because everyone was alone and just chilling out and listening to this big bombastic you know Queens of the Stone Age Queen inspired thing was um, it, it kind of didn't make sense so we thought let's let's re-record all these songs that we love these songs and give them a new light that makes sense now and the the, the um, thought process was let's record them for one person so like imagine one person sitting in the room listening or on their headphones rather than a big you know thousand people or something so um it was a really good project and we loved it and you know you can listen to the both albums back to back and it's it's interesting people enjoy it yeah a lot of weddings actually a lot of wedding songs off reveries oh interesting now i'm going to listen to it in a different light yeah people using the songs for their for their for their first dance and things like that which is quite cool that must be extremely rewarding when you find that out mm. that those, these songs just have this life without you out there yeah oh it doesn't get lost in me when a song means someone something to someone because that's why i love music and i have songs that mean something to me um so that's the biggest compliment if someone wants to use a song for a wedding or for anything um or when someone's in the crowd and they're crying because it's a song about loss and you know that they've lost someone and then you look at them and then I start crying and then you hold hands and then you're like all that stuff's amazing so yeah it's not lost on me that the power of music and when when you can get that feedback that it's meant something to someone then that's that's so rewarding mm-hmm now, you and Alex seem to have quite a symbiotic relationship as songwriters, at least I imagine as performers as well. How did this form, this this musical partnership? We um, were in school together. Uh, there's a photo of us when we were like seven, staying next to each other at school. We were a band when we were uh, 11. Yeah. And we played at the school fair. We did Aerosmith cover and a Lynn Skinner cover. <laughs> this video. Um, and we... Uh, and then he, he went down the, um, the, the learned version of music. Um, thank, thank God for that. Uh, he was, 
ended up being, you know, music captain and um, jazz piano and very late picked up guitar. Um, and I was in like punk bands. Right. And so um, then we sort of merged and uh, and he said, I want you to sing in my band that I'm starting. And I was like, don't you want me to play guitar? I don't really, I'm not really a singer. And he was like, no, I'm playing guitar. And I was like, you don't play guitar. <laughs> Do now. And I was like, okay. And he was way better than me in like six months because he's a freak. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's how that's how we started. Right. Um, but yeah, we've known each other for a very long time. Yeah, when you said you were in school together, I was imagining high school, and then you said we were seven. <laughs> like that yeah. is that is really a long, long photo. connection. There's a really cute photo of us when we're absolutely babies. Yeah. So when did you write your first songs together? Um, the the <laughs> the band that we had when we were eleven, I became the singer, and we kicked out the old singer. And he wrote a song, so we didn't write any songs then. So it must have been when the band started after school. Right. Um, uh, and and Al wrote most of the song. He still does, but wrote mo all the first songs. He gave me a, a, a book of lyrics and right. a CD, uh, demos he'd made. Right. Um, but, yeah, we wrote songs probably from that point. Um, uh, one of the first songs... He might hate me saying this. One of the first, I don't know. He wrote this by himself, but um, one too many times, which is on home, is it is it is an upgraded version of one of our very first songs that he wrote okay. very early on. Right. But I always thought it was great, and I've convinced him to do it on this record. Right. Um, I'm stuck on the image of 11 year olds tossing Adelaide Singer. <laughs> I don't know what that game. Oh, mate. <laughs> then he became the manager. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Sorry, mate, you're out. You can but you can manage us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you obviously were able to identify his core skill set and it wasn't being in, right. in the band. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, so as I mentioned, you played about 100 or over 100 shows this year, so clearly live performance is at the core of Kingswood. Um, yeah. So in its current incarnation, you and Alex obviously have played together for quite a long time. When did that touring life start? Like when did you decide to commit to that that much life on the road um we've always toured a lot we've always you know done regional and and um you know got out to to faraway places whenever we can um but certainly since the borders opened back up we decided we wanted to be bold and we, we decided let's do the biggest tour ever so this is at the start of the year we did a hundred and something shows in our bus that we built and we live on um, and then, um, and yeah, and then we just like, because we also, because we had two records up our sleeve, mm -hmm. you know, we didn't need to stop and then record and then do the cycle kind of thing. Yeah, we just right. went nonstop. So then we went to Europe and did two months there. Um, and we've got a whole bunch more shows coming up. We're doing like another little lap of the country in the next three, four months. Um, we just love it. We, 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 it's, it's normal. Yeah, it's right. normal. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, I think it's going to be about 158 shows. I think Al said in a, in the space of a year, mm -hmm. which is, which is a lot. It's almost, <laughs> almost every second in between every second and every third day. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds crazy. 
and it is. But um, yeah, while like while we can, you know, while um, you know, and the, and the other guys in the band as well, um, we're all up for it. We just want to make the most. But we lost so much time mm-hmm. in COVID, not being able to play, and and we believe in um, you know, touring regionally and getting out to places where bands don't get to see people don't get to see um the artists that they want to see so often. So. We're very lucky to be in the position we are to be able to play that much and have people want to come see us. So we, we want to, um, you know, keep going as hard as we can before we get too old. <laughs> now, given that GC Towns has been unleashed on the on the world in this format, because uh, obviously there are GC Towns songs on home, um, I imagine the set list has to evolve. So is it a constant evolution, as in you, you're sort of testing which songs are working and tweaking it? Yeah, it is. It's constant evolution for sure. Um and uh i mean the thing with being around for as long as we have and having so much music is that we we like to think you can kind of put us anywhere um and you know we can do an afternoon a sunday afternoon show at a winery and and you know oh we won't play yeah go die well we can cater to this kind of thing or um we can play a club in the city on a friday night at 11 o'clock and do you know atmosphere and things like that so um, we, we kind of, it changes all the time. Um, but certainly at the moment, cause we've been, you know, doing these last two records, um, it's a little more country-esque, but you know, you can't do that too much or the, or the OG fans will, will go crazy. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty diverse set. It's a difficult thing to, um, get right with us because there's so many different kinds of music, but we think we we think we we work hard on it and we think it balances quite well. Um, yeah. Well, there is one place you will be able to play all country music, which is Tamworth Country Music Festival. You have a show and in the beer garden at the Tamworth Hotel, ten thirty at night. Um, I saw yeah, it is a prime, prime spot. Very prime. Um, we were there for the first time last year and loved it. Um, and uh, it's great fun. We've been welcomed into the, the country music community with open arms, uh, we think, um, and made some great friends along the way and, and met some amazing people. So um, thrilled to be going back. And, and yeah, it's a good, good slot, I think. It should, be, it should be a ball. I think we'll be there for about a week too. We're not, we're not going to be in and out, so we're going to soak it up. Um, so people can probably catch you around and about because the nature of that festival is that people pop up here, there and everywhere. Yeah. Um, now, a big question is whether the Tamworth Hotel will stock Kingswood Lager because you have your own beer. So how how did the beer come about? It's a good question. Uh, I I think we're working on it. Some pubs have contracts with certain breweries and they can't. It's a bit complicated, but uh, we'll see. I, I'm not sure what the update is on um on uh, the Tamworth Hotel, but they're good friends of ours, so maybe just for the night or something like that. Yeah. Um, but um. We, it's funny, we just, um, we, we do love our beer and we travel around and we played a lot of different breweries on this last tour. But we've been talking about bringing out Kingswood Lager for a while just because, I mean, I think the idea where it started was that it just sounds like a good beer name. <laughs> Very Australian, Kingswood Lager. Um, and we're like, we could have our own beer. Um, and we're, we're kind of beer enthusiasts, you know, whenever we go somewhere else, we'll try different things and talk about it and so we we enjoy our beer, and um, we just decided that we'd we'd go for it, and we and this all start, again happened in COVID when we had too much time in our hands. 
and now I'm spending some days driving kegs around to different pubs and everything going, we need two more and I'll, you know, shit, okay, we better get in the van and pick up some kegs and take them over there. So, uh, look, it's good fun. It's a, it's a new little venture that we're undertaking and um, who knows what's going to happen with it, but we, we love it at the moment and people seem to enjoy the beer, so that's great. So from what you said, um, you know, about the touring and, and being able to tour this much because you had two albums up your sleeve, I'm thinking when you want to create a new album, you are going to have to grind that to a halt just because creating an album is a big enterprise for you. Or, or is it the case that you, you can write on the road? So you yeah. You'd think, I thought on this, you know, we did, we did six months on the bus around Australia. I thought we would write a lot. I thought I would write a lot. Um, I, think, I think I speak for Al as well. We thought that we'd, you know, we bought recording equipment. We thought we'd, you know, even have demos or some songs done for a new album by the time we finished. Um, but it just, it just didn't turn out that way. It seems like you'd have a lot of time on your hands, but it was tiring. And I don't know, it just, it just, and sometimes I think when you spend that much time together, you need, you know, your own space sometimes. So we just didn't write, we gathered a lot of ideas, but we didn't, um, we didn't, sort of write as much as we thought but we're we're maybe halfway through a new record now um al's in nashville at the moment doing some doing some writing and um uh we we're we're kind of just playing weekends um for the next few months not not going away for a big stack of time so we're going to be recording and writing in that period so there's definitely a new record on the way we'll probably release a single as soon as one's ready that we think is great because we want to just keep putting music out um uh as as much as we can so yeah there's a there's there's six songs up on the whiteboard at the moment right <laughs> well i'm not at all surprised given your, your previous output uh, but if people want to hear songs from home songs from the tale of gc towns i can see you at tamworth no doubt there will also be some in your other set lists and i will post those dates in relevant spots um it's been so interesting to talk to you fergus and i look forward to whatever kingswood has in store so thanks very much for your time thank you Sophie. thanks for chatting it was a pleasure Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.